Welcome to The Open Bell, a podcast for trumpet players, by trumpet players, and a cornet guy. I'm your host, Bill Stoneman, and I'm joined by my good friends and fellow trumpet geeks, Joey Tartell and the woeful wanderer, Brian Appleby Weinberg. This episode of The Open Bell is brought to you by the World Trumpet Federation. As if giving the world the most useful trumpet podcast ever isn't enough. The World Trumpet Federation is also home to blogs, articles, videos, and other helpful stuff to make your musical life better. Trumpet player, we've got you. Trumpet teacher, we've got you. Know a trumpet player and need help coping? We've got you too. Just stop by www.worldtrumpetfederation.com to find the help you need to improve your trumpeting life. And by the Trumpet Studio at Indiana University in the Jacobs School of Music. As one of the largest music schools in the country, the Jacobs School of Music is home to excellent ensembles, a wide variety of majors, and outstanding opportunities for students to develop their musicianship in preparation for lives in performance and education. As a classical player, you have the option of studying with John Rommel or our very own Joey Tartell. And for jazz players, IU is also home to John Raymond and Pat Harbison. Located in Bloomington, Indiana, IU is the flagship university of the state and a leader among music schools in the country. If you want that large school experience with the attention of dedicated teachers, consider IU for your undergraduate or graduate degrees. For more information about trumpet study at IU, contact Jay Tartell at indiana.edu. That's J-T-A-R-T-E-L-L at indiana.edu. The Open Bell Podcast is comprised of three segments. Warming up, a couple things, and no offense. We use these segments to wail, wiggle, and wag information that we believe is wonderful to willing, wayfaring trumpeters. Gentlemen, shall we? Each week, Warming Up is brought to you by Chop Saber, that perfect all-natural lip treatment created by the one and only Lieutenant Dan Gosling. So the next time you open that box of chocolates and get chapped lips, head on over to ChopSaber.com and order yours today, because if you don't, well, stupid is as stupid does. Oh, hey, Brian. What do you have for us? That was a brutal transition. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Wow. He just drives around town thinking about these and giggling. I don't. I don't know. I got just... regular chop saver. I got SPF chop saver. I got special edition chop saver. <laughs> the new no scent chop chop saver. Oh gosh, fantastic. Hey, anyway, yeah. So um, so last week I had a really uh, two weeks ago really interesting um, experience. I had a student um over break. Um, actually a couple students over break were l- beating me to the building every day over break. Uh, their cars were in the parking lot every morning, um, nice. which was really cool. Um, and uh, this one student said to me, he said, Hey, I want to, I want to play um, this cornet solo for you. And I Uh-oh. said, great. He said, can I just come in so randomly? Got, see how he went right to the cornet? Took a yeah. really weird turn because it <laughs> yeah. seemed like such a positive story. And then right to the cornet. Yeah. And I said, of course you could, you could come in and, and, and play cornet solo. And of course he plays in the brass band and so he brought in his coronet he's playing a cleopatra um and it's there's a if for those of you who wonder what it's supposed to be like there's a james shepherd recording on youtube that's frightening and uh and so the student came in and um stands in the middle of the studio music stands nowhere to be found i said uh you got music he's like don't need it he's Uh-oh. prepared this completely on his own he's memorized in. memorized wow. the cornet solo and just proceeded to lay it down. Sounded great. Beautiful nice. playing. Yeah. Very impressive. And it just, you know, it was really cool to just see him 
going in that much. And uh, he, I don't, I don't think he's doing it on his jury. I think he's doing Tomasi this semester for his jury. So he's not, but he is going to play it as a soloist with the, the university brass band on our concert in April. Nice. Oh, that's right. So. You've got the whole school brass band thing. Oh yeah. Who, could, who conducts that again? Uh, me. Mm. There you go. <laughs> there yeah. it is. I have to do some wagging. A little wagging. You're yeah. choosing to do I'm some choosing wagging. To you wag. don't have yeah. to. You are choosing to. That's not that's... the same thing. <laughs> yeah. So it's really cool. I just wanted to share that. It's awesome. That's great. No, that's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like the part where they were there practicing before you got there. That's <laughs> that's saying something. That is. Yeah. That's that's good work. That's, very good work. That's commitment. And the the three of them who who were doing that regularly totally nailed their ensemble audition uh, oh, yesterday or so you, on Monday. You're saying you, you draw a correlation there. Yeah. Practicing oh. seems to actually oh. help. Practicing it's a little weird. Works. Interesting. Huh. It'll never catch on. I'm Someone think should do that. like a study or something. <laughs> Is there a research idea. project there? It's a doctoral <laughs> thesis waiting. I waited, <laughs> waited till Brian was taking a drink. Did you see <laughs> yeah. that? I got him. <laughs> All right, Joey, what do you have for us? Well, I have this, gentlemen. Uh, it's the spring semester, and travel's about to start happening again. So I, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, where would you want to go at the end of January? Uh, and we're going to limit this to the continental United States. And you're thinking, well, where would you go? Where would you want to go? Where would you choose? It's the last weekend of January. Where are you going? Mm-hmm. Last weekend last of week January. Yeah. Duluth. You're close. <laughs> Fargo. Closer. Oh man. <laughs> I am headed to Bismarck, North Dakota. Bismarck. Boys. Wow. <laughs> yes. I'm heading out for the University of Mary Jazz Festival in Bismarck, North Dakota, because wow. where else would anyone go in the uh, last week of January? Are you taking your flannel line shorts? I don't have flannel line shorts. That's who would need that. Now I have done this festival before. I think it was five or maybe six years ago. And, you know, you're flying and there's a rehearsal. And uh, I, if I remember this right, it was 18 degrees and almost <laughs> blizzard conditions. And I was that's warm two, two blocks. So wow. I just I walked the two blocks in for the rehearsal in shorts, obviously. In shorts, right. And, and that's those why people, I'm asking. They don't know me well. They looked and they said, do you? And I said, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Let's get going here. So, But, uh, yeah, I head now to the travel is starting. So I've got a, a couple of, of Good things coming up this semester, uh, assuming that they don't get canceled. Uh, but yeah, out to Bismarck, and then we're gonna. I'm going to go see Dr. Herbert in, uh, yes. in February. All right, Western Kentucky. I'm going to go see the Hilltoppers of Western Kentucky, and then yeah. uh, we're all going to be at the University of New Mexico for Trumpet yes. Week. Yes, we are. So that uh, make sure you get out. But if you're anywhere near uh, Bismarck, uh, North Dakota, near University of Mary, come out and say hi. It's minus yeah. six there right now. Yeah. Right. Balmy. It, it's going to warm up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's going to warm up. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Today, it was a high of zero. That's what I'm saying. It's going to warm up. <laughs> right. It'll warm up tomorrow. It'll go back to zero. Wow. Yeah. Be all the way up to zero. All I'll, the send, up to I'll, zero. I'll send pictures. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Absolutely. We want screenshots of the temperature every right. day. So, so there's a good jazz festival out there. They're bringing a lot of uh, a lot of bands. So get to work with a lot of uh, student bands, student organizations. We do a little bit of playing as well. Should be it should be a lot of fun. Is there so a big I mean, band you're soloing with or anything? Well, they they put the judges all together to and and basically sent us an email said, hey, you guys figure out something. Just play some standards and do some stuff. So uh, one of the the saxophone 
person sent a note. How about this? How about this is cool? It's time to took on some coordination. I was like, fine, great. So then the uh, band director is hiring us. I get an email saying, you know, we are doing this chart. If you want to come sit in on this chart, it might be kind of fun. I'm like, sure, of course, whatever you want. And then, well, as long as you're doing one, uh, maybe <laughs> want to do this. Uh, so I am going to also play with the big band a couple of charts. Excellent. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very should, good. Should be, should be a good uh, time. Before or after you're going ice fishing, when are you? <laughs> now, you see, I've never actually been. Have we ever had this discussion? I've never been fishing. I'm not a fisher. At fisherman. all? Never? No. Oh. I, I don't understand the appeal of, of holding a stick in water. Well, uh, it doesn't make fine... sense. It doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> there is a fine line, I will say, between fishing and just sitting there looking stupid. Well, there's a, there's a fine line there. Is but, there a line? Yeah, there's a line. Where uh, is it? I used to do some fly fishing. <laughs> is there a line? <laughs> fly fishing? Fly fishing, yeah. I got the Why gear would you want to catch gotta, flies? Well, you got to make flies and catch fish. Well, that's just fishing. Yeah. He's no, it's fly Brad, fishing. Brad Pitt fishing of with a fly. <laughs> yeah, are, are you river running through this river right now? Runs Is that what you're doing? The entire seven one seven. Yeah. Yes. Uh, no, it's never been a thing. I've uh, well, no, I've never done it, and I've never. It's never held any appeal. I thought it was a thing you did as a kid, and then sort of grew out of. I never did it as a kid, but I think I've grown out of it. <laughs> Pretty sure. I, I did it as a kid on the farm in Ohio, but. Well, yeah, I didn't sort grow up on a farm. I grew, I grew up, well, I didn't grow up on the farm, but that's where my <laughs> grandparents were. <laughs> wow. Very cool. So that's what I'm up to. Bill, what do you got going on? Well, I, this is gonna this is a little bit out of left field, which I know is kind of odd for me, but I you know, we're all informing ourselves with all these different things and, and you realize that like the, the stuff you read, the stuff you watch, whatever you're engaged in kind of has an impact on your teaching every day. I think you guys may be hip to this already. I'm a little late to the game. I've been watching Ted Lasso. Oh, what took you so long? I, oh, I don't know. I, I'm not sure, but wow. Great yeah. show. So Great where show. are you in, um, in, in the show? I'm in the middle of season two. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so, but, yeah. but the overwhelming positivity of yeah. his character <laughs> is just, it's amazing how that just kind of it's delightful. makes its way in. It really is, yeah. but yet hilarious. Very funny. Yes, I oh do Oh, my like gosh. Show. My favorite character, Roy Kent. Oh, of course. In the, yeah. I mean, for those of you listening, if you're sensitive to language, do not watch the show. And, and <laughs> Roy is especially um, not Roy. Roy's a potty mouth. <laughs> he is, but it's hilarious. Very <laughs> funny show. It, it, yeah, it's great because cussing. You know, I'm sorry, but I find it funny. And the, but British cussing is next level. <laughs> yeah, they might do it better than we do. They do. Yeah, it's yeah. an art form. But all that to say, like, it, it's funny how whatever you're choosing to watch can kind of impact your demeanor, you know, or impact you in situations. And I found myself in a lesson like last week, kind of having this, this moment, this Ted Lasso moment where I could have, I could have gone one way, but instead I, I went another way. Could have gone Breaking Bad or yeah. you went Ted Lasso instead. <laughs> I could have gone Breaking Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> that seems extreme. For yeah, sons, sons, trouble. I sons of Anarchy. Sons, sons of Anarchy in the lesson, but instead <laughs> I went Ted Lasso. <laughs> Wow. Whiplash. Just to say, if anyone else is late to the game like I was, just get after it because it's totally worth it. It's a it's great, a great show. show. It's a great show. It really Very is. fun. Yeah. yeah it really Very is. entertaining. So speaking of entertaining, boys, this, I'm excited. We've got a new game tonight. Oh, new no. Game. You have been really innovative. I have been. I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah um, it's called the ten the $10 Pyramid Scheme.
Uh, no. Hold on, hold on. The ten dollar pyramid scheme. Yeah, I so not like hundred thousand dollar pyramid. Well, it's actually it's exactly like the hundred thousand dollar pyramid. <laughs> but that's in partners. Are we going to partner off? You are, and here's the fun part. Oh, I'm no. about to send. Oh yeah, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> oh, this is not going to go well. <laughs> oh, no, this this is going to be great because I'm just sending this to you. Let's see here. These are the these are okay. I'm going to send this one to Joey. Uh, you are going to get Uh-oh. a text from me, and these are the things that you're going to have Brian say. You have to make Brian say. And Brian, I'm sending you one. This oh, is the no. list of stuff that you are going to. Do you know how angry Joey's going to be after are, this? I, I'm already angry because he, said, he texted be so me so angry, and I've got no text. I just sent it by text or by email or by no, carrier by, pigeon. I, by, by message, I texted it to you. Okay. It's, I'll wait. It's not here. I don't so, have anything yet. Uh, so, uh, are there seven things? Because in the hundred thousand dollar pyramid, they're always in seven. <laughs> um, no, there's ten things. How do you know that? Because you watch the show, and each round has seven. <laughs> oh, it's still wow. sending. Still sending. Yeah, but it'll be there any second. How do second. you not know that? <laughs> you people, uh, gosh, you accuse me, but you don't know how any games work. <laughs> <laughs> we know how all the games work. Yeah, of course. Gosh, it's not bingo. Anyway, we're going to do this $10 pyramid scheme. And essentially, it's modeled after the game show $100,000 Pyramid, which, by the way, in my research indicated that it was called the $10,000 Pyramid, it then was. the twenty five, then the fifty, That's then correct. eventually the hundred. And originally hosted by Dick Clark, but now Michael yeah. Strahan. Michael Strahan, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it, Phenomenal. You didn't have to research that. You could have just asked me. No, no, I'm not, I'm not trusting you on any of this. I'm trusting the internet. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, how's no. that worked out in the past? <laughs> <laughs> Good, except for the dog sled thing. Well, All right, now, not the dog. Not only that, there was the Maxos thing that you actually gave us wrong information of too. But that's just because it fit the whole scheme better. Yeah. All right, now listen. So, I, who wants to go first? But the way it is is, you, is there's a list of stuff here, and I'll run the timer. And how then, long, how long do we have? Well, I'm going to do this differently too because I want to see just who <laughs> could do it gosh. faster. Oh, this is not so. This isn't the hundred thousand dollar pyramid at all. No, that's why I call it the ten dollar pyramid scheme. It's a different game altogether. Okay, but well, how do we? Okay, so I have questions. <laughs> if I'm trying to get, of Brian course to guess, you do. Well, but you, so don't you know the rules of a hundred thousand dollar pyramid? Everyone yes, does, but that's not what we're doing because <laughs> what, he's going to somehow determine a winner based on either your guessing or my giving, but they're related. No, here's the thing. I think whoever is asking or whoever's describing, right? Yes. That's that this is the thing. It's this is a teaching podcast. So if you're better at delivering the information, you'll get him to say all your answers faster. Not if he doesn't know what they are. Well, it's not my problem that he is your student. I think everyone already knows <laughs> you're at a disadvantage here. Yeah, of course. Brian Brian could even just think about what it is and you're probably gonna answer. No, that's that. That's the problem. Is that yes, I already think I know everything, so I'm going to get all of his wrong. And well, telling you know, him he's wrong and describing them wrong. No, you're <laughs> going to nail every one of these. This is you're, going to be so easy. You're going to overthink it. We know exactly. that. And tell him that he described it wrong, and get never. And I'm not going to get any of them ever. Right now, right, remember who's, going, who's you asking can't, first. You can't say any part of the word right in trying to get the person to say the word. Right. That's correct. Okay. I know these are the rules. And just like, in, just like in bingo. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, we do have a card. I have there is actually a we card. We do have a card. Yeah. So, oh, man. Who's, who's asking first? I, I think, I think uh, 
Joey, I think you should ask Brian first. Okay. Oh, no. All right. We're ready. All right. <laughs> this is See. bad. Already, no, wait, this maybe, is bad. Yeah, no, no. no, no we, should, yeah, we should do it this way. That's this fine. is good. Okay. Right, whenever you're ready, as soon as you start talking, I'm going to press start. We're going to see how long it takes you to get him to give you all 10 answers. All right. You ready, Brian? No. <laughs> yes. This is going to be awesome. Go. This is going to be okay. terrible. The throat opens into the blank of the mouthpiece. The back pour. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bell uh, Shilky made famous. Beryllium. Mm-hmm. The G of the 37G, what kind of metal? <laughs> That's a bot question. He'll never get it. Right. 37G Gold. bell is made out of what kind of metal? Gold. No, no, no. <laughs> the G? I have yeah. no idea. We'll come back to that. Uh, worst mouthpiece ever. 7C. More specifically. Box Brent. 7C. There we go. The food of your people. <laughs> Food of my people. And I hope they're not out of it. <laughs> Fish and chips. There it there is. Go. That's uh, a better <laughs> The patron saint of TOB. Steven Weinberg. No, 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 no. <laughs> Anton Weidinger. There we go. Uh, we're going to look for the, the food of my people based out of a food truck in Austin, Texas. Tacos. Burritos. Who's tacos? Oh, no. I wasn't paying attention to that part. All right, we'll come back to that. You, uh, you uh, had me at tacos. What is Tom Hooten selling? <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow, I almost said what I think he's selling. Um, <laughs> wrong answers only. Um, is let's see, he's selling uh, breathing bags. There breathing bags. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me one of uh, someone else we like to talk about as an ancient trumpet player. No one's heard of except for Bill. Brian, no you still there? Of, yeah, I'm still here. It <laughs> went so silent, I thought you were disconnected. Come on. My screen is frozen. Tr- My brain just frozen. He's frozen. stunned. Trumpet player. Uh, let's say uh, first name would have uh, around February 14th. Valentine Snow. There it is. And if wow. I were going to buy uh, uh, like a flathead bolt from Terry Warburton, what does he call that? <laughs> Pete. There it is. So let's go back to, uh, you did say tacos. Give me a who's. Who's tacos? Yeah. I have no idea. We went there in Denver. Mm -hmm. I took you to this place in Denver. You've walked in the door. They have the Diablo sauce. In Denver. Yeah, but they originally started in Austin. I've not been with you to Denver, have I? National Trumpet Competition, Metropolitan State. I didn't go to Denver. I wasn't nope. there. No, but we did go to one together, and it wasn't in Denver. I can't remember where it was, but we were there. So you don't know. It was in no. Texas. It right was before we Texas. had that big cinnamon roll. Oh, did we go in San Antonio? That could mm-hmm. happen. Yeah, we did. Okay, let's go back up to uh, what material do they make trumpets out of? Brass. Okay. And what if it were a, a, a flowered version of that? Rose brass. There we go. There it is. Is he ever <laughs> okay. going to get the last one? He's or never going to get the No one? way. I don't remember okay. the tacos. Okay, we're out. All right, and it was two minutes and 56 seconds. <laughs> oh, There's wow. no way that was three minutes. No chance. That's brutal. Oh, wow. Brian, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> I blame the teacher. Brian, this is... You can't blame the teacher. Good. Come on. Dude, Torchy's Tacos. Torchy's. Yeah, I'm giving yeah. good clues here. Come on, back me up. I think you did really well with the clues. I did. I thought he could get Torchy's Tacos. Now, you see, if I want to ensure that the winner goes to the teacher, then I just sit here and can't get any of these <laughs> right just for five minutes. fold on these. True, you <laughs> yes. could. See, that's a flaw in your game setup. <laughs> no, I know, you, I know you can't do it. 
You're you right. Wanna, you want to be right. I exactly. Be, you're right. Yeah. I want to be right. <laughs> you want to be right. It's so true. All right, Brian, you're up. <laughs> I, I'm, you I'm ready. I, <laughs> are you, are you, there's one that, that will be difficult. There'll be more than one. No, he's got this. All right. Okay. What, are you ready? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So, so Joey, it's not a straight mute. It's a, What's the other kind of mute, mute that cup mute cup? Yep. Um, where Michael Sachs plays Cleveland orchestra. Um, the first um, piece on the seminal recording by Philly, Chicago and Cleveland. The first piece is that, yeah, first. Oh, whoa, gosh. The, uh, the Gabrielli recording, the yep. name of the That's first the one. piece. Yes. The name of the first is piece. Canzona. Yes. Uh, Close. The Dewey to Chimmy Tony. Is that first? Close. That's not the first one. I do not know which is the first one. Oh, okay. We'll come back we'll to come that. We'll come back to that. Um, I'm when, when you hand a student something that's very complicated, you ask them to play not super fast, but play slowly. And there's a specific uh, name that we, we pretend is an Italian. Oh, Tempo Delorno. There we go. There wow. Uh, I never yeah. used that by the way. <laughs> I well do. done. Um, the, the person who sits next to me is Paige. Bump her up. She is my, yep, that's right. Wow. Um, Went with Paige. It's going to leave a mark. <laughs> Bill says it's the second best bumper up you've ever had. <laughs> that's right. Um, our, best me our best meal in Mississippi was where? Letha's Barbecue. There we go. Yeah. Um, at the end of this book that Bill and I thought we knew, yeah, the Clark is, books. Yep, that's Cordell the Clark Burke book. Technical studies. Um, there's a certain exercise at the number seven. There we go. <laughs> there's seven. Hey, Brian, just so you know, you did skip one in there. Maybe yeah, I did. I did skip one. Yeah. Okay. Right. All right. Cool. I don't know that uh, the clues for that. Um, uh, last last one, and I'm going to go back to the to this other one. Um, uh, my favorite cornet player in the world. Uh, you mean aside from Bill? <laughs> yes. Oh, is that what's his name? Is it Webster? What's his name? No, come no, back. Tom Hutchinson. There we go. Hey. There. <laughs> I thought I didn't know if you meant. Yeah. Okay. Um, I used to have a pet who passed away, who you, <laughs> you everybody, everybody loved. Are, are we talking about this? Really the, bad. The Mother's Day Massacre or the Bunny? No, not no. Those were my pets. <laughs> those were not pets. <laughs> we'll come back to that. People are not confused. <laughs> yes, that's right. You had a pet. Do I know about this pet? Yeah. Um, it's not a, so the name of the pet, um, what kind of pet was it? Is it a dog? No, a I've cat? never owned a dog. There we go. Um, so the name of the pet was a different name for, um, uh, the covering on a, on a trumpet. So it's covering not, plating? not, sil not silver, but gold, uh, the name Lacquer? of the silver, guys the name, the name of the silver name of the silver yeah it could it's a type of silver really fancy sterling? kind there we go oh wow um good sterling the cat <laughs> sterling the cat yeah. wow <laughs> he did Holy it without moly. without knowing that's pretty good um so roger blank from mad men <laughs> when you when you're competing you have to play something um at the event is this a test piece very close piece and there's another name in front of Contest in front piece? of piece there we go that's everything hey. three minutes and 27 seconds. oh yeah but that I, I, no 
I tried. <laughs> you did terrible. really well. You're going, I had a pet. Are yeah. you kidding me? What, you know you know what that I've only had cats. Sterling the cat. Sterling that the cat, cat hated cat. that cat hated everyone. Yes, he did. <laughs> he did. He did. And he'd lure you in. Like, oh yeah, no, no, come here, I'll be nice to you. And then he'd wait till you start petting him and then just attack you full on. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the Monday Mass was a you jerk. didn't get torchies ever, did you? That's right, I never got torchies. No, oh yeah. So nine, but your time was better. Dang. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That went more poorly than I thought even <laughs> I thought it would. That was I thought that went quite well, actually. <laughs> That's better than I thought it was gonna that go was as well. We didn't we didn't win anything, but <laughs> Nice job. First time first time we played the $10 pyramid scheme. $10 I think that's scheme. fantastic. All right, boys, time for a couple things. <laughs> the old adage, it's crowded at the top, has never been more false. Some years ago when uh, my teacher, Keith Johnson, said to me, it's not crowded at the top. There's plenty of room at the top. It's crowded in the middle. Not quite sure I entirely got it, but it seems like it's a good time to address this phenomenon and give our loyal listeners some things to consider on their journey to becoming the best that they can be in hopes that none of them settle for being aggressively mediocre. <laughs> Holy moly. Today's episode devoted yeah. to aggressively mediocre. It, it, it is crowded in the Surrounded middle. Surrounded by it. Let me let me start with this. So it, we're getting in. We're in the we're in the middle of audition season. We've already had our first audition day here at IU. We have two more. We have three big audition days during the, the spring. But so a lot of times during the fall and even into the spring, yeah, perspective prospective students want to have lessons. You know, they want to kind of mm -hmm. check in, see what check and come visit the campus and check out what I might be like as a teacher. I'm always happy to meet with students, talk to them, and and so I tell them this. Listen, it's very simple because I get a lot of questions. You know, you're a big school, but I know the studios, there's tight space. It's competitive. So I, should I audition earlier? Are there more spots? And I said, let me let me make this very, very clear. You, If you come in here and you play great, you get in. It's just that easy. We are not a school that's turning away great young players. Now, right. if you come here and you play really badly, then you just don't get in. Right. Here's the hard part. If you come in here and play, okay, well, then we're like, hmm, what are we going to do with that person? <laughs> because, <laughs> and I will tell you, I, I, to overstate and oversimplify, and you guys know I'm an oversimplifier, those are the three auditions we hear. We hear that student definitely in, that student is definitely not in, and mm -hmm. huh, what do we do? Now, the percentage that are absolutely in is pretty small, and the percentage who is absolutely out is also small right the biggest percentage the middle right? oh yeah this is where i love the, the tim ferris thing right scale of one to ten can't pick seven <laughs> 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 how, how do you feel about this player on a scale of one to ten and you can't pick seven right right seven, sure. seven isn't offensive the playing wasn't offensive right it wasn't great but it wasn't terrible right yeah yeah that's interesting yeah, you got you know. So if you want to, if you really want to succeed, you've really got to aim high. So a, mm -hmm. a lot of people just want to think, well, I mean, that was okay, and I didn't screw up a lot, so that's good, right? No, right. I I use this phrase an awful lot. Good enough isn't. Mm. <laughs> you know, if you're thinking, well, it's good enough, then you have sold yourself short, and and need to re reassess the entire situation, right? Or am I am I crazy? On the money. Yeah. No. 
Absolutely on the money. Brian, what do you think of this? Well, it's, it's absolutely true, but I think maybe people don't know. Like people think oh, I'm, I'm in high school or I'm in junior high school or, um, you know, maybe I'm in sixth grade and I'm, I'm playing and, you know, it's good enough for my teacher. Um, but maybe it's a professional, maybe it's a music director said, this will be good enough for the parents of the band kids in my high school. Um, maybe um, it's a person teaching in university. So well, it's, it's good enough for our ensembles. And I think that's just a very, very dangerous slope um, and a very dangerous to p- place to be. Um, I, Mr. Darling, when I was, when I was at Cleveland, Cleveland Institute studying with Mr. Darling, he told a story about um, the orchestra being on tour. Um, and I think it was some small town in Iowa he was talking about, like they were basically playing in a gymnasium or something, he said. And um, he said, they're, they're doing some opera. Um, and um, Dachnani is conducting and they're doing the dress rehearsal. And there's a light um, that's supposed to go on at a certain point um, and on stage and Dachnani's conducting any, and he's yelling about the light on stage. Like nobody in the orchestra knows what the light deal is. Nobody in the audience would know. And Dachnani is, is yelling about the light. It's both gone on at the wrong time and it's the wrong color. (laughs) (laughs) Jeannie's like like, who cares right but Dachnani was concerned that it wasn't going to be right and you can get yourself into a you know an emotional place where you know you want to fix everything and maybe there has to be some sort of balance but but you have to realize no matter where what situation you're in you are the person who has to hold yourself and the people around you up to the standard that you expect and, right. and I think I think that's a really important thing right. for people to consider. And, and what you just said is really important. Where that standard is, and I think that standard is fixed. I yeah. do not think it's movable, and I do not think it changes based on where you are. <laughs> this reminds me of two things. The first mm-hmm. being a quote from my, I'm not a big uh, Christmas movie fan, but Scrooged with Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. Okay. is an all-time great Christmas movie. And there's this <laughs> quote. When you said whether you're in high school or middle school, it made me think of this quote where he says, all day long I listen to people give me excuses why they can't work. My back hurts. My legs ache. I'm only four. You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know? Like right. four years old, you got to hold yourself accountable. But I think I may have told this before, but I met Vince DiMartino when I was 15. And I was in a lesson with him that summer. And I thought, okay, I'm 15. I'm doing pretty well for a 15-year-old. Mm-hmm. And I probably was doing and you were, well yeah. for a 15-year-old. But Vince sat me down in a lesson and was like, yeah, you know, it sounds pretty good. But as soon as you graduate high school, you're competing with, you know, with me. And frankly, I'd still hire me. And right. that, that for Great me message. was, oh, right. I'm sitting in a, a section of high school players, none of whom want to be trumpet players. So why... Would I compare myself to them? Mm-hmm. Why, why am I not listening to records and saying, I want to sound like that? Right. Well, even this knowing is... that I'm not going to it in the short term. Right. But this is the thing, like, Brian, what you pointed out, like, especially for teachers out there, there's there's not there's no excuse anymore for finding the stuff and knowing what's going on. Yeah. Right. Like, so handed out some new music for jazz ensemble this past week. Right. And one of the things in the mix is Ellington's Cottontail just because I think 
they need to know about it. They need to know about the style. Oh, that sax soli is so cool. Killing. So <laughs> I pulled up some recordings on the YouTubes, you know. Just so <laughs> You've we can never been older. Watch some stuff. <laughs> now, when you and Duke were in high school together, <laughs> <laughs> what was that like? Was he, it was, was great. He, was he a Duke yet? Was, or was he like an Archduke? It was like more of an Earl. An Earl. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Earl um, Ellington. I like Earl. That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but one of the things that I showed them, because most of my students are music ed majors, is there's a essentially Ellington competition. There's a, a recording of a high school band from Plano West in the middle playing that that tune in competition no my people and yeah but it's high school students and they sound great they totally get it they totally understand so joey what you're saying about do it right yeah exactly (laughs) but the stuff is out there right right you're responsible to know like to know what what is in the middle and what is in the top and and right but if you're if you're sitting in your in your high school or your middle school high school college band and comparing yourself to the people around you you're kind of mm. doing it wrong. Yeah. You know, if you're really looking to, to grow and get better and grow and get better, you should be listening to recordings and saying, all right, if that person can sound like that, that means sounding like that is possible. Then I could sound like that. Let's mm-hmm. go there. And how much of that is a, you know, just knowing what the target is, right? right. Putting it out there. Or, or is it just a lack of energy to kind of redefine yourself or adapt? I mean, I think it's probably well, a mix of those things. But it, it can it can be difficult uh when if you're really thinking of yourself and you know we're trumpet players let's be honest trump there are lots of trumpet players out there that will have gigantic egos right mm-hmm. so to actually face the idea of but wait a minute maybe i'm not at a professional level maybe uh, you know i have these glaring weaknesses that i've been hiding and i don't want other people to know that can be hard to do and you don't even have to say it out loud if you don't want to but you need to know it when the practice room door closes right yeah, accepting where you are and and that you have issues to deal with to get better. Yes, yeah. because everyone on earth does. Mm-hmm. If you don't mm-hmm. think if you people can... are patting you on the back, maybe don't take it too seriously. Like, because you just may be the best cat in town, or people might just be being nice. Yeah, <laughs> nice <laughs> right? guy, I mean, the nice guy finishing last. Yeah, currently finishing last. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think a lot of people yeah. come up to pe- uh, uh, people after concerts to say, "Wow, hey, listen, I need to talk to you about that performance because I got some serious issues." Most of the time right. after a concert, if people are coming to talk to you, they're coming up to say, "Hey, nice job," whether they mean it or not. Right. Well, this is our this is our easy way into this, right? This is why we do. Hey, uh, great job. Couple things. Exactly. Right? Because we're always after the next level, right? We're always after the next thing. And so I shared with you, uh, with you guys this week, um, you know, local elementary band director who sent me a message saying that she says a couple things to her band now. Right. Absolutely. You know, like they're used to hearing her say, uh, hey, a couple things. Uh, <laughs> so they know it's coming. <laughs> I love it. They totally know it's coming, right? As they um, should. But it's it's a way to start that conversation. But that's the point. Um, I don't think being me mediocre isn't just something that happens to people, right? I mean, I, I guess it can be if you're not paying attention. But that's what we're trying to avoid. But I think that's exactly the problem. Is that it? it right. It might be more than one thing. It could be that people are just don't are just making the decision not to go for it. But there's also the part of just not knowing. And I, th- right. I think at this point, both are inexcusable, right? One, if you want to get better, 
you got to hold yourself accountable. And two, the information is so readily available that there's no excuse for not searching it out. Right. So now uh, let's let's talk about that. You know, this is the uh, we've identified the problem, right? I think you used enough pine tree air freshener there, son. You've identified the <laughs> you're, problem, you're <laughs> and I'm out again. Anyway, but so move, steps forward, right? Um, be authentic, right? No, be honest with yourself about where you are, what what the shortcomings are, what you're good at. To, you know, assess the whole thing, but but be authentic and be honest um, so that you can set some goals and advance the project, the project of you, the player, you, the musician. Absolutely. And you have to realize that you're never done. So this is another part. If you're thinking, mm. well, I'm not going to put myself out there until I'm ready. That's not really acceptable either. You are where you are, mm -hmm. you know? And, mm -hmm. and so if you're going to go play a concert, you can walk off that concert feeling pretty good and still know that there's growth to be had. Right. So you want to have both of those things. You, we do live in the real world. So the idea that there's growth to be had does not mean that you, you're not good now or, or viable or valuable. You know, we're professionals right now. Uh, mm -hmm. And, you know, I've walked off stage thinking people are going, hey, nice job. And I say, thank you very much. And I come back and I close the door and think, okay, wow, <laughs> have I got some stuff to fix. I got away with one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, here's what I need to do now. And, yeah. you know, that's that's just... That's just knowing that what we're doing is perpetual. Right. Yeah. I know that I know that some of our listeners are, are band directors. And one thing I you know, my students always talk about, well, you know, what if you can't make the program or what if the program is this? And I'm like, there is one person in the band room who can make the program better <laughs> just right. by sheer force of will and hard work. One yeah. person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my, my good friend, Brad Ginevra, who you guys know, friend of Trombamundi. You know, Brad, we'll shout out to Brad. Hey, hey, hey. Brad. But uh, Brad and I always talk about, like, what if Gene Corporon were teaching at some, you know, rural small school in western Pennsylvania? What would that look like? And it would be killing. Agreed. Both agreed. that band be would the, sound great. Yeah, it'd be the best band in the state. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Like, there's there's one way to do that. There's, there's an ex, There's a way to achieve excellence and the excellence and the desire to achieve excellence. And that's exactly what he's going to do no matter where he's standing. Right. No matter who it is, you know. Um, but I think this idea, too, I'll just to wrap up with this this particular concept about being authentic, it's like, and don't just copy something or think that you're, you know, sounding the way someone else is just because, you know, this is the way Bud did it. And I sound just like Bud, for example. Um, you know, you know, obviously. But, you know, set yourself apart. Like, don't just copy something, but continue to, like, be honest with your, be authentic musically with yourself and understand what your strengths are and, and work towards those things. Sure. But <clears throat> if you're young and inexperienced, sometimes the best way to get there is to start by copying. Sure. Sure. And I think that part is okay. Like, where do you learn this style and how are you going to do these sorts of things? Right. Well, get a recording and say, well, that person's good. I'm just going to copy that until you, you can own that a little bit and make it your own. Mm -hmm. So don't be afraid of that as a starting point. Sure. But right. Eventually you want to say, all right, Here's the musical statement I want to make. Or copy eight or ten and come up with a aggregate that's your, <laughs> you know, your your thing, you know. That's certainly um, true. Yeah. So some other uh, ideas here about um, about making sure that you don't land in this place of mediocrity and stay there. Another little bit of advice I want to throw out there is to finish. Simply go this concept of finishing strong, right? Like not stopping when it's good enough. You mean but, put a high note on the end. 
Exactly. Cap it. <laughs> just cap it. If I finish strong, I'm thinking so high, high note for the last one. Well, note. I knew that's what you were. If I were you, I'd feel right. exactly the same way. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like building a habit of finishing something, anything, or everything, right? But sticking yes. sticking to it to, to see the thing through, right? Right. And this doesn't have to just be literally playing. Like, when, you know... I have watched people go three years through a degree and go, eh, finish that <laughs> off. That means something. You've put in some right. work and do it. You know, one class from the end and walk away from your degree. Yeah. Right. You've seen you it know, happen. Right. Yeah. You want whatever you do, take seriously this, not just trumpet, but you know, if you're working a puzzle with a friend, if you get like three quarters of the way through and walk away, no, 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 no. Finish. It's, it's a important. life lesson. Yeah. Right. It's a life lesson. These things are important. You know, if, if you if you start a solo and think, okay, I really want to learn this solo, and then you kind of get into it and kind of get into it and you get a little frustrated, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Frustration is okay. Quitting is not. Yeah. I think what you're saying is is starting is important, but finishing is importanter, <laughs> I think is what you're trying to say. That's not that's the not, way I that's would not ever, what you were, that's, that's not, not what the you way I would ever say that. It sounds like something you would say. <laughs> it really doesn't. <laughs> Important her. That hurts. That hurt me to say. No, that's why I did it. <laughs> that hurt my head. That's so not okay. Um, uh, this kind of ties in with what we talked about, uh, maybe last time, about the way we spend our time, right? And this this idea that if we are going to avoid being aggressively mediocre, then there are ways to spend our time in the practice room. And I want to go back to my Rocky IV, uh, you know, analogy, like disappear and do this thing, like commit to finishing it. Um, stop posting this stuff. We're all guilty of wasting time and being distracted while we're trying to practice and get better. But but, you know, find new ways to kind of dive in and stay connected to this thing and finish it. Oh, absolutely. And, of course, Rocky Four is always a good place to go. And I'm thinking maybe now the next uh, the next retreat needs to be in the Russian wilderness. Maybe that's I think, what we need to do. Oh, man. We would emerge trumpet, victorious. Trumpet getaway. We get out there. Yes. And we, we just did. Maybe we'll have a trumpet camp in the, in the Russian wilderness. <laughs> Come on out. A couple weeks later, we guarantee results. Yeah. But yeah, it is it is true. If you if you really want to get better, I mean, yes, you have to. Yeah, ha- there's no excuse for not knowing where that is. You have to commit. And you have to really hold yourself accountable. But th- there is no substitute for doing the work. Yeah, and, and, and the people actually, that you see, the people you respect right now, the people you're listening to and thinking, "Wow, that trumpet player, or that musician, or that whatever is amazing," has done this work in one way or another. Right. There's yeah. no other way there. I think a lot of people don't believe that. And I think I a lot agree. of people who are aggressively mediocre, I think those, I think those people are having, um, are, are unwilling to do it or don't believe that, that they should have to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I do yeah. think we, we, a lot of people will look at professionals and think, well, of course they're good. They're professionals. They didn't, they, they can't picture right. somebody exactly. like, you know, you brought up Mike Sachs, right, uh, earlier. And, you know, mm-hmm. Mike's been principal of Cleveland since, what, 1990? Is that right? Like, it's been that uh, long. Wow. Sounds Maybe like a great question for backboard eight, bingo. 89, I think. 89, somewhere around there. So yeah. over 30 years, he's been principal yeah. of the Cleveland Orchestra. So, you know, people growing up now have grown up with Mike Sachs being the principal trumpet of Cleveland. And he's amazing. and He's great. But he 
he wasn't even a music major as an undergrad. Right. <laughs> you know, mm. so this idea of like, well, he was just born playing principal. He was an undergrad going, huh, I wonder, I'm playing trumpet and I'm good at this, but, you know, maybe this, maybe that. It wasn't just like this preordained, the angels sang and he became principal in Cleveland. That's not what happened. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Somebody had to call on his behalf to get him into that audition, actually. They did, they did oh, good wow. work. Yeah. 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 He was playing, was he playing fourth in Houston then? That's correct. Yeah. 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 But I would, I would think that Mike is a guy who knew how to use his time to get better. Well, yes. clearly he you know, did. Yeah. He's, you think he's he probably really good. spent more time practicing than he did posting about his practice on Instagram. Well, I guarantee that's true is when, <laughs> when he went to college, there was no Instagram or, <laughs> or internet. Yeah. Well, the internet literally existed, but it wasn't being used by idiots like us. <laughs> to, to post on social media. Right. True. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's, uh, it, these are all these small decisions. I'll, I'll use my own idea here and in, in, in like in reverse, but all these small decisions that go forward on these daily incremental things that will lead you out of mediocrity. Right. Right. You, you, but, but of course you want to make this one big decision that you're going, you're going to do something better. You're not going to settle for that. And then that should guide all those small decisions. Should I practice or shouldn't I? Um, you know, how should I stay another half hour or should I not? Um, I've quoted Bill Higgins on this before. One of my colleagues from here at Messiah, when I first arrived, he said, you know, when he was an undergrad, he would practice every time he got hungry. (laughs) That was his trigger to practice. That's hysterical. Right. Pretty good. Like, like how much do you practice? Well, I practice every time I get hungry and I wouldn't let myself go eat until I practiced. Hmm. That's, that's all in. Absolutely. And he was yeah. not mediocre. He's one of those yeah. people that you look at and go, I want to, how did he, how did you do that? How did you get where you are? Right. You know? And Brian, I think you're exactly right. People are looking, uh, and we see this way too often, they're looking for shortcuts or they're looking for excuses. Well, of course, that person, it's easy for them. Or, of course, it can't just be that they practice their work. It's got to be some other thing. Mm-hmm. So if I could just get some, some shortcut, then I'd, then I'd be good. If somebody would just tell me the secret. And, and you know exactly we're, we're here telling you listen being mediocre is at some level kind of easy oh yeah you, know, you put in a little bit of time and you get to a certain level of proficiency and you're not terrible you're okay that's a whole bunch easy of, a whole bunch of people can get to 85 percent. you might even have a job and you know you might even make a living yeah however <laughs> yeah if you want to set yourself apart and avoid yeah. being aggressively mediocre there is no secret it's there- work Right. It's time and it's work and it's commitment to it on a daily basis. And and those he, people stick out. Yeah. Absolutely. But you're said, right. Tell, these, tell my students to stop clutching the security blanket of mediocrity. Yeah. <laughs> Linus. Yeah. yeah. It is it can be comfortable, right? Because to break out of that can be a very difficult thing for a lot of people you have to break a bunch of habits you have to form new habits you have to make a commitment to something that you're not sure is going to succeed the way you're doing it Mm -hmm. Um, it can be a scary place to go yeah yeah here's what i'm telling you listen from i mean it's worth it right Mm -hmm. you don't want to be in the worth it no i i I would rather (laughs) i would rather lose or fail than be stuck doing never winning or losing Right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. You want to take that chance. Like you're talking about trying something that might not work. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Put yourself out there. Take that chance. Yeah. 
Because, boy, when it works, <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. And maybe start to look around and notice how much there is around you. When was the last time you took a look and went, oh, average, 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 right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's easy to find <laughs> yeah. and it's easy to blend in. And and I, I see it too, like you look at you look at someone who is who has made it or who has achieved and is set apart and it looks easy for them because they just show up for the gig and then they go home. And I don't know what you imagine they do when they're not on the gig, but they're working. They're yeah. still working and practicing every yeah. day, you know. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we've talked about Doc Severinsen before, but one of my friends uh, <laughs> was working like for uh, one of the orchestras where he was going to go play, right? Mm-hmm. So I get this phone call. I just picked Doc Severinsen up from the airport. What He's playing with the orchestra this weekend. What do you think happened? And I said, um, I'm going to say he asked you to drive him to the hall and then didn't go to a dressing room, walked into the stairwells of the hall and played for at least an hour and a half. My friend said, how did you know that? <laughs> and I said, that's what Doc does everywhere. Now, yeah. He didn't have a show that day. He didn't have a rehearsal that day, but he just got off a plane. He wanted to get the horn in his face. Yep. And he wanted somewhere that was going to be nice and live and in a hotel room. You don't always have that option, so bring me to the hall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's exactly what happened. And that's what right. Yeah. Horn on his face and practice. So when he steps out on stage and puts on that great big show, that's a result. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a result of a lot of work, and that's why he always sounds like Doc Severinsen. Yeah, that's the priority, right? That's the non-negotiable. I might yeah. get to eat. I might get a cup of coffee. I might be able to rest a little bit, but those I'm things will happen if I if I get done with this thing. Right. If I practice, I'll eat when I'm done practicing. Mm-hmm. I'll sleep when I'm done practicing. Yeah. Absolutely. Avoiding mediocrity. All right, boys. Time for no offense. Look, if you're settling for less than your absolute best, you're doing it wrong. We, we've upped our standards, now up yours. No offense. <laughs> but, well done. But getting most of it or sounding pretty good is not enough. Sprinkling it with hope is never okay, and thinking it's close enough will not get the job done. That's right. Close that, was, that was unbelievably well said. I will Thank say you. this. Thank you. I, I've often said this to students. If you set the bar too low, what happens when you reach it? <laughs> then what? Yeah. Like if you're aiming to be okay, congratulations, you've achieved not very much. <laughs> so move that bar up where it belongs, which is just out of reach. Right. <laughs> so when you get there, that means you've actually done something. Hold yourself accountable. Hold yourself to a high bar. Compare yourself to the professionals that you respect and say, it, again, if they can sound that way, that means it's possible. And if it's possible, why can't I do it? Yeah. There's a logic that, problem. You can. That's where we're at our best, where we're really learning, is when we're reaching. We're just outside of the comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Right? Just trying to achieve the next thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Brian, any final words for us on well, hey, yeah, go out and make your, mediocrity? Yeah, go out and make your corner of the world better. Yeah. Right? You have a moral responsibility to make yourself better and those around you better. Right. He was a holy man. (laughs) He was. Wow. And on that happy note, that should about do it for today. Stay tuned. Tell your friends and neighbors and get out of the middle. So long for now. Remember to keep an open mind, but more importantly, an open bell.